0: Welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast As always, it's your host James And I'm here to give you guys more of the greatness So let's jump right in Uh, We did a poll this week and it was really exciting Uh, (laughs) No, actually, uh, see that's my best version of singing I can't sing But um, yeah, we did a poll this week Had a few uh, different subjects matters that we could have discussed today and the winner unsurprising to me uh, was the Nintendo Wii the history of the Nintendo Wii so uh, that's what we're going to talk about I'm excited to uh, you know go over and talk about uh, one of my favorite consoles to be quite honest with you Um, one of the most impactful uh, consoles when it comes to gaming history as I perceive it um, if you've ever heard me do a uh, history episode, then, you know, this is going to be extremely off the rails. This isn't going to be point for point. Um, This isn't done in a, you know, Britannica context where I am just giving you a history lesson from inception to, uh, you know, ultimately the end of Of the product. This is just kind of me bouncing around uh, with some facts and a lot more, uh, the majority uh, of my experience. So please enjoy. If you do, uh, make sure to let your friends know uh, about more than a podcast. I do this content every Saturday, try to get it out there to you guys at 12 p.m., but I don't really know how that's been working out because I know I got a lot of people who listen overseas and whatnot so and i appreciate you well let's just jump right in let's uh, stop uh, lollygagging and get into it so the nintendo wii um it came out in early 2000 so uh depending on where you are you may have had a different release date so i here in north america um my release date was November the nineteenth of twenty of two thousand and six? Um, Japan actually released it after they released it in North America, and they released it in um, on the second of December. Australia followed with the seventh of December, and then Europe followed uh, one day later uh, on the eighth. So, um, what that tells me, and what it you know what the likely scenario and reality was. And this this is basically marketing one hundred and one. Um, you go for the biggest fish, and you know um, you know here in the Americas we're always looking for some way to spend our money and you know put our investment in in particular areas. And you know for for the for Japan, you know the J- Japanese gaming market, you know what they really wanted to do is get a more firm foothold in. You know, it, I don't want to say they were losing any ground, but with Microsoft uh, coming around and, and introducing, you know, their iteration of, of you know, a, a console and Sony, you know, gaining and keeping ground in their, in their lane, you know, uh, Nintendo really uh, needed to come up with some way to kind of garner enough attention in the right places. You know, it would have been OK for them to release it in Japan first. And cater to you know the people in their home country but uh you know we would you know we as uh you know from the domestic end would have just been looking at that uh from the outside looking in and that just would have felt a little tough but you know uh eventually everybody did get their hands on it and uh yeah it was it was a heck of a system it was a really cool system um The system retail price and, you know, you can adjust this for inflation, you know, because I know when I say the price, people are going to be like, whoa, that's cheap. But it's like what you spent 11, you know, 12 years ago would just about be at the same price as what um, they're asking for consoles today. Maybe a little cheaper, maybe a little cheaper, but for the most part, you'd be spending the same amount. So, uh back in 2006 uh, this console was uh, 249.99 so uh, you can adjust that to uh, your region's uh, price and, and and get exactly what that would be uh, that was US dollars 249.99 and um, you know I, I think I, I think even then because I, I believe that uh, whatever system PlayStation and Microsoft had out at the time they probably were50 dollars more. If that maybe maybe fifty, fifty maybe seventy five dollars more. Um, so they were kind of winning, you know, to be to undercut the the asking price of the other systems. I don't want to say top tier systems, but the other systems, and basically say, look, you you, you can get just as good, just a, as good of a gaming experience for cheap for the uh, you know less price. Um, and I think I think they accomplished that. So. Um, obviously they did because, um, worldwide they sold over a hundred million, uh, Wii units. So, um, that is a testament to how popular and how successful the Wii was, but even a hundred, even at a hundred million, that still doesn't crack the top five. So they're not in the top five consoles. And (laughs) here's a funny thing in the top five consoles are two of their consoles and both of them are handhelds so that kind of lets you know and you know that's kind of a precursor to why the Nintendo Switch is so popular because Nintendo makes great handhelds that's their market handhelds they kill with the handhelds um the two that are in the top five is the Nintendo DS not the 3DS but the DS the original DS and the uh Nintendo Game Boy slash Game Boy Color so uh, yeah that that's to me that's really interesting, that's really interesting. But it is in fact their uh, highest selling, uh, home console. So as far as like you know television plug in, I'm taking my console home. I got controllers in my hand. It is their top home console. So uh, they got that going for them. So that that's all good and well. Um, you know it, it's really it's really crazy because. Um, I still remember coming off of the Nintendo GameCube and remembering like the GameCube was to me, it was it was accessible and it was fun, but it was really weird. It was such a weird system. And I do remember a lot of the campaigning that they were doing around the time. It was kind of in the same vein as like the Microsoft uh, Xbox 360 and MTV and doing all that stuff. Uh, Nintendo had a lot of, um, you know, a lot of public, uh, not public, but a lot of uh, events that they would do. And they'd have celebrities come out and play the games and this, that and the other. And, uh, yeah, it was just this whole you know hip culture thing and and they really tried to swing the gamecube in that way but it was just such a weird machine it really really was like i i don't even hold that in like my top five um but you know they they needed uh nintendo needed a way to come away from that because i think i i don't think it's their lowest selling console but it's it's pretty darn close um, it just missed the market. It just really missed the market. Um, and I think that has to do with just a lot of the form factors that they utilized to make it such an individual machine. I mean, the thing was a cube. It had a useless handle on the back, uh, which they tried to sell to sell it at sell it as like, oh, you know, when you're going to your friend's house and you can just take your at just going to throw it in a bag, dude. I'm not walking the streets with a GameCube in my hand. Um, I, I, I despised their CDs I remember uh, I remember disliking those CDs a lot <laughs> like a lot and um, you know at that point you know it was such a logical thing to know that smaller smaller disc meant less data and less data meant more disk if the games were you know ambitiously uh, larger and and they had a few games like that where they had to you know expand it beyond uh, the one disc so, Uh, There was a lot that was going on, Um, but, you know, the Wii went to rectify all of that. So, uh, you know, one of the things as far as the tech that they did was they went back to the original form factor of, um, you know, readable uh, DVD disc. So they were the normal disc, what everybody's familiar with and what you know i enjoy you know like so i i was i was super hyped on that um they got into the digital storefront you know uh nintendo had never really um christened the internet or or you know some form of browsing or shopping for that matter um a, as a staple to the success of their you know uh game division but uh, with the Wii they were gonna change that and and we'll get into how they did that and the 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 goal because there's always a goal with each one of these systems that come out and their goal with the Nintendo Wii was to build a system that was less about the power it never was really ever about the power but I mean for I mean if you know your gaming history you know that you know they had the eras, that where everybody was trying to keep up with the same number so like you had your 8-bit consoles and then all of a sudden the 16-bit consoles came out and then they wanted to do the 32 which nintendo never got into the 32 they just went straight to 64 but after 64 it just got weird because people were like okay well you know what are they going to do call it the nintendo 128 like like you know like i i had gotten tired of talking numbers so i'm glad that nintendo kind of dropped the concept about you know keeping up with power and just thinking more about uh gameplay and and the concepts of how we as players uh play those games so uh that that's that was their focus then um they originally announced the, you know, the development or, you know, the rumblings of what they were doing uh, in R&D uh, in 2004. So that was the, like they're kind of, you know, letting people know that we're kind of cooking something, just letting you know. And um, at the time, as Nintendo has always done, uh, they codenamed their system. And the codename for that system was The Revolution. Um, so, and, you know, like one of my favorite... Um, you know nicknames for system was uh the ultra 64 like i still wish they would have called it ultra 64. um but yeah that the revolution was the nintendo wii uh in code name um it wasn't until Uh, 2005 that they publicly because in 2004 it was kind of like a private thing to let people know probably investors and uh, developers to just like say like look this is what we're doing Um, you know get ready if you're you know interested in developing for this or if you want to invest in you know help us kind of get this thing off the ground or which Nintendo doesn't need any help from anybody but um, yeah it was it wasn't until 2005 uh, that they let it be seen by the general public so the public gets to see this thing now here's the fun Here, here's a fun fact the the reveal of the original the original nintendo wii was black and i don't know how many people remember that because like when you think about the the mania that was nintendo wii and you you ask somebody quick describe the nintendo wii to me people will just go say it's, it was a white console had a had a you know a white stick or whatever you know like it's gonna start in the normal way that most people experienced it which was the white console i don't believe that in any majority of its life cycle we had a black console which is weird because that was the first one shown now they still didn't show how people were going to necessarily control anything on this game um that that kind of came a little bit later um, but, you know, they were just basically giving people an understanding of this prototype that they were working on. And they were doing things like uh, saying, you know, like the one thing that they were really big on selling was this is a family system. OK, this is for everybody. It's not just for the gamer who's hiding out in the basement or locked up in his room. Um, this is for everybody. This is going to sit in your, you know, in your center console with your entertainment uh, center, which at the time, um, you know, Game systems really weren't worried about being the center of entertainment. So this was kind of big that Nintendo was addressing that they want to have this in the living room with everybody can access this, right? Um, So much so, and, and, you know, and for people who think like, oh, this is supposed to be a part of my entertainment, you know, you think, well, do I have the room? Is there enough room to accommodate and make this fit where everything else is? Because, you know, back then we had, vcrs and dvd players you know and uh sound systems and all kinds of buttons and gadgets and whatever and to fit another system in there you know it's chaos but they made it less so you know like they would comparably uh say and 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 display that the nintendo wii wasn't any bigger than three dvd movies stacked together that's how big the thing was and it's true so like you know they they were they were you know running around and really trying to sell the idea of what this was going to be and people were getting hyped i know i was i was getting hyped for sure um but it wasn't um it wasn't until april 2006 that they actually announced the name of the console because it always you know gets to that point where you know it goes from the dolphin to this or you know whatever the code names are and then they finally give it the real name um and they let people know that it was the Wii. and you know um i don't think too many people thought we i it took it took a minute to understand i know for me it did like to call your system the Wii, i mean i got it as quickly as their marketing department may have wanted or you know gold for for a consumer to get it you know because i was like oh okay they're they're uh, they're clearly telling me that this is about more than myself like that that's just the gift it's just it's a system that's about we not me right you can make a me but essentially it's about we and i love how they stylize the uh, the the um the title of, of, you know, of the console because it was the capital W with the two lowercase eyes, which looked like two little people. And it's kind of symbolic of, you know, again, playing and being together uh, with, with other players. So it was, it was a genius move as far as how they marketed that. And, you know, I still remember the uh, quirky commercials that they had here in the U.S. I S I don't know how they were anywhere else in the world, but uh, we had these funny commercials where they would show uh, these two Japanese men, which to to this day, I don't like, I, I, I didn't research and I, and I just felt like I kind of enjoy the mystique of not knowing who, who they were. Um, but these two Japanese men would go door to door, uh, r- you know, ringing random people's doorbells. They'd open the door and they'd say, we would like to play with you. And they'd, Present the Wii mode, and then they come. They let them in. Just you know, this obviously a different time than what we have going on today. But um, you know, they'd be playing the games and whatever. And it was it was really really cool, just the way that they presented uh, the Wii. You know, because they really just gave a sense of community, a sense of everybody being together and playing games, no matter what you know what your background was, who you were. It was just all about being together. So. They, they, I, I think marketing wise, Nintendo did a really, really good job uh, with the Nintendo Wii, um, and and when they launched, it was huge. It was huge, it, it in North America, it was huge. Um, you know, you you couldn't find a Nintendo Wii, you know, on a shelf for a long. It was basically like what we're going through now. You know, it was basically like what we're going through now, just. I think it was just a little worse. And the reason why I think it was worse is because they released the systems. I don't recall when Sony normally releases their systems or, or Microsoft for that matter. But these were like in the month of Christmas. I mean, except for North America, like North America, it was enough time to like, you know, let black Friday come and go and then get ready for Christmas. Everybody else, it was in December. It was like, yo, if you don't have this under the tree by the 25th, if you celebrate Christmas the way we do, then you're 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 mad. So, like, yeah, people were out there trying to make sure that their kids had this console. And I still, to this day, do not remember how I got my hands on a console. All I know is that I was really, really lucky. Um, so was my, my friend actually bought one from a scalper. Somebody charged him in an. Uh, insane amount but he bought it um because they that's how bad they wanted it you know it was it was a huge system you know a huge system um controlling wise it was really different because normally you know we uh we go with you know the plugged in controller which is you know evolved from two buttons to six to you know however many buttons are on a controller now um and you know all of the all of these different developments and technology that make gaming you know unique and you and 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 Nintendo did not skimp on that level at all they uh they introduced us to what they called the Wii remote and the Wii remote had the form factor of a normal remote control which was uh probably a little crazy on their part considering that at the time most people were in in a, in a home setting were known for losing their remote control so you were more than likely going to be losing your Nintendo Wii remote um but it but it was super cool because this Wii remote was uh had motion censoring um so it so and you know you put these two things I remember you know, you put these two things on your um, I guess you can put them on the top of the television or by the entertainment system center. But, you know, you put them in this area where, you know, it would have, you know, the, the degree of range to capture, um, you know, your to capture your your this the motion of your controller. And from that, you know, from that you you manipulated all these different things. And we'll talk about the user interface in a minute. Um but what it really truly did was just gave you a different feeling as far as the games you were playing. And we're definitely gonna get into that. Um but outside of that, they did have other peripherals. Um they did have the um the part that connected to the Wii Remote called the Nunchuck, um, which you know it was meant for you to use uh to direct whatever your objective was. Um, you usually use that hand in hand with uh, adventure games and whatnot, things that were a little bit more complex in controlling. Um, they, they they did produce a classic Wii controller, um, but that was more for their virtual console, which we'll talk about. Um, and they did uh, one of the surprise uh, hits uh, of uh, of later you know, in the life cycle, which was the Wii balance board, which was used for a game that really just came out of nowhere in Wii Fit. So, um, you know, so the Wii itself, right? So we talk about the Wii, and we're talking about the motion controls and everything, and the user interface was so unique. And I still remember how awesome it was. Like, the one thing that I really enjoyed about consoles back then, um, which playstation still kind of does it i don't really know how microsoft does it anymore i like the whole nuclear power thing they had going on with uh the original xbox um i didn't really like the symphonic startup of the ps3 i think the ps4 is probably one of the more significant uh system startups i love that kind of jingle but what the Wii did like how their system startup went it just it had a euphoric feel and you just felt comfortable and it was appealing and it was just it was just calming and amazing. It was so amazing. And I, I almost wish I still had a weed just so I could sit because I would I literally, you know, would I've never minded turning on my console and just not directly playing a game right away just to listen to that, just to listen to that sound of that, you know, of, of that background music. Um and that's not to even mention the music in the in the eShop, but we'll talk about that. Um, but in the interface, they had it set up with uh, separate panels, which they called channels. And there was a channel for just about everything. There was a channel uh, to initiate the disk that you had uh, in the console. There was a channel for the Internet. There was a channel for... Uh, the uh the weather there was a channel for configurations you know channels for all the stuff that you had to deal with uh on your console and it was just super super neat and again you took your uh your Wii remote and you took the motion sensor and it'll have the little finger dial or cursor and you just kind of pointed at what you you wanted to manipulate at that time and you know you just clicked it and, and things started and it was just so cool and I used to love that um one of the big, big things that really set it apart from a lot of the consoles at the time was the uh, Nintendo Me. So the Nintendo Me, and I don't think a lot of people understood it right, you know, at the at the point of you know inception, but right as they got into the system and start you know dialing around and looking at at things, and and this is also connected to one of the first games that everybody played, which I'm sure uh, they played, but. You made your your me, which is your avatar, within the Nintendo game, right? And uh, it was so cool, and it was you know we we think about how intricate um, a lot of these created uh, creative suites for our characters are in certain games. You know, you got your WWE games where you can create characters for hours. You got Code Vein that has one of the most robust. Uh, character creators you got dark souls you got all these things and you can just make these people look so you know uh, awesome creative uh, weird whatever you want to make them look like Uh, accurate whatever you want you can make that but with the me it was just so charming because even as cartoony as they looked it really did look like you there were just those little features and those little nuances where you just said yep that's me that is exactly who I am this is what I look like And they just hit the nail on the head with that. And one of the games that this was the most accessible with, and I know uh, everybody's probably already mouthed it or said it out loud, um, is Wii Sports. Um, Wii Sports came with the majority of the Nintendo Wii consoles. So this is one of the, like, and I've been a champion of, you know, consoles packing in a game that's the childhood i remember i remember getting my first nes and it came with you know um the it came with the mario brothers duck hunt you know combination super exciting to get a console and just be able to play something right away i got my sega genesis it came with uh with sonic the hedgehog you know like i want more consoles to do that and nintendo just kind of took it back with you know this what essentially we know now today is just a tech demo but my lord it it actually went down in history as their their top selling game now i mean you can say well they technically didn't sell anything because it was with the consoles yeah i guess you're right but when when you think about the units packed in versus what people i mean i've i've talked to many people that you know have told me that you know one of their best experiences on the console was playing wii sports i mean who did not enjoy playing wii bowling like that was like the pinnacle of that whole experience and again it was just it was something that i felt like was a show of appreciation to gamers and to people who invested their money and their time, especially at that point of what they were introducing, to enjoy games together. Like I I man, we used to have tournaments, man, like where we would just all sit around, we got our Mies, they're out there bowling, and just it was just so fun. It was super, super fun. Um the Nintendo Wii was backwards compatible. But when I say backwards compatible, I kind of put an asterisk on that because, I, you know, and I'll let you know why. So so, remember what I said in the, in the opening. The GameCube was not really a hit. You know, it came out. It was it was a it was definitely a unique concept as far as video gaming is concerned. But it was not a hit. It didn't last as long as Nintendo may have. You know, hoped for it to last and gamers just didn't really take into it the way that they've taken into systems from Nintendo in the past. So with the Wii, I believe that one of the one of the top priorities was to not leave behind the people who, you know, may have appreciated uh, the console that was the GameCube. And to allow them to continue their journey as far as the life cycle or the expected life cycle of a system like a GameCube. Because, it, it you know, you think about consoles nowadays. These things last for up to 10, 15 years tops. Um, I don't even think the I don't even I think the GameCube may have done six. I think it did like six or maybe even five years. And then they were on to the next console. It was just, it was that quick. It was that quick. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, they made made the Nintendo Wii backwards compatible to the GameCube. So the disk drive that was now optimized to take the normal um, disk could also take in the GameCube disk. No added peripherals or anything. You just put it in and it did the same exact thing. Um, It also had the top slot that you could open up. And there were the plugins for the GameCube controllers, which a lot of gamers really applauded because of the additional um, capabilities of using that controller to play games like Smash Brothers. So, you know, and that and that that's something that has grown into the legend of Nintendo um, being the fact that, you know, a lot of gamers believe that the GameCube controller is the greatest controller that they've ever created. Um, and to be able to carry that onto the other systems was a big deal for a lot of gamers. So um, they did that, and it also, um, you know, you also could plug in the old memory cards, and you know, it was it it was compatible to their past. Now, with that, we want to talk about their shift into online. So while Nintendo has never really taken the position of, you know, an online hub for uh, connected gamers. They definitely took the baby steps to show the, uh, you know, the investment of of just the general interest of what a person can achieve online. And what better way than a corporation to do it than to give you a marketplace? So they came out with an eShop. And in the eShop, in Nintendo's little eShop, you know, it I don't know what, but their eShop felt like a supermarket. <laughs> like, again, we're talking about their their soundtracks and, you know, a lot of the little quirky little details and I again, I could have sat and listened to the jingle in in the eShop for, you know, a while and just I just love the the comfort of that, that song makes you want to purchase games. It's it's so weird. But in that, they had uh, the virtual console, and the virtual console was really cool because uh, it gave you, it pretty much gave you a window of games from, you know, so many points of the past. So you had their, they had their original NES library. Uh, they had the Super NES. They had the Nintendo 64. They had, uh, they even had third-party consoles. Uh, you know, like uh, Sega Genesis turbo graphics 16 and even the neo geo so they um and and i and i don't you know i'm not saying like oh they had every single game but they had choice games you know like they had like the popular stuff and that was just really cool and 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 for neo geo and turbo graphics six turbo graphics 16 they had a lot of uh, uh obscure titles Um, that people may not have played so this was a part of us also getting things that may have come out in different regions that not everybody else got to experience and be able to uh, take it on as a as a worldly uh, type of endeavor where everybody is able to access it and get a part of you know something that was a part of someone else's childhood and history so you know they they were they they were stepping in all the right directions when it came to how they were approaching the gamers that wanted something new the gamers that appreciated something old and then the gamers who really weren't even gamers they were just inspired to incorporate themselves into the gaming you know community you know they like like our parents like our parents didn't game but if 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 the majority of us ask our parents like hey when what when's the last time you you know you played a gaming console you know some of you are hip enough to get your parents to hold a PS4, PS5 controller and Xbox 360 controller and I applaud you. But the one that I know that most parents held and became very familiar with and probably would have I'm pretty sure would have played on their own without you as a gamer is the Nintendo Wii. Without without question. It's it's the it's the most comfortable system to anybody outside of just a hardcore gamer, which is just cool. Um so By the end of the life cycle of the Nintendo uh, Wii, because the uh, the Nintendo Wii officially got discontinued in 2013, all right, they had a really long life, really, really long life. Um, but by that, by the end of that life cycle, they, they had nine games that sold over 10 million. Nine Wii Sports, Mario Kart Wii, Wii Sports Resort, um, New Super Mario Brothers. We we play. We fit. We Fit Plus. Like those games. We fit. Like they made a balance board and they made people want to get in shape. Now it was more about the parents and stuff, but that's man. Like right there, that lets you know that Nintendo was hitting every point of what they were putting out there to the public. They were they were doing it, and they were making people buy into the idea that this was a everybody system. But you also had uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, sold over 10 million on the Wii, and also uh, Super Mario Brothers Galaxy, which that's funny because Super Mario Galaxy is actually the least sold out of that entire list I just gave you. Wii Sports sold more than Super Mario Brothers Galaxy. Not saying the Super Mario Brothers Galaxy is a worse game or anything, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the the console was discontinued in 2013 and then of course you guys know they started moving on to other things like the wii u but we'll talk about that another episode so what are uh so my i had i had a few games that i enjoyed that were in my rotation um i'm going to give you 10 of them uh that i enjoy playing uh, in the life cycle of the of the nintendo wii um mad world was a huge game uh this was one of the first mature games outside of the way that resident evil had presented mature at the time you know because it was more mature because of the gore and the violence but this one was was you know uh, mature because of the gore the violence the language and everything else in between um and it was just it was such a huge game um house of the dead overkill we sports uh we sports resort punch out mario kart Wii. Um, I had Tiger Woods PGA Tour that was always awesome with the with the Wiimote um, MLB The Bigs that was a really good game uh, baseball game uh, that again you swung that Wiimote had to make sure you didn't bust your own TV but it was really cool uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare and then also the remake of Resident Evil 4 because at that time we were asking for it <laughs> and now we're on like the 10th iteration so it's really crazy Um, But, yeah, that is the history of the Nintendo Wii. Hopefully uh, you learned something if you didn't know already or if you uh, if there's something I didn't mention or something I, you know, failed to bring up or if I'm inaccurate in some information, I need you to hit me up and let me know. You can always hit me up on Twitter uh, by more T.A. podcast and uh, be like, hey, James, yo, dude, awesome or not so awesome. And then, uh, you know, we can talk about it. Um, I really do appreciate you guys coming around and listening. You guys are always awesome. Uh, Shout outs to the entire community for making this episode happen. Without you, um, I would be struggling to do what I'm doing, but you guys make it easy. So there is that. Well, you guys know what time it is. Uh, It's time for me to get out of here. Time for you guys to go be awesome. Uh, You know the drill take care of yourselves and each other, and I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys.